Good morning and welcome to our Ask a Professional show. I'm your host Paige Heitman and I've got Kayla Marsala with me here today. Good morning everyone. It's been about a month and a half since we've been on so we're co-hosting today again really excited to do that. So for our year-end Ask a Professional show we are wrapping up with Jason Schinefeld who is the president and CEO of Phelps Health. So Jason welcome back. Yeah thank you. Thanks yeah. for inviting me. Yeah we're excited to have you. So we already know a little bit about you so today I want to just kind of jump right into our topic. Today we're kind of wrapping up for the end of the year for Phelps Health. Mm -hmm. So uh, today we're going to be talking about a year in recap over the last several months and things that went well, some things that are coming up next year. So just to kick us off, tell us about um, how the last year has been for you as a CEO. You've been in this position for over a year now. Mm -hmm. So kind of describe your first full year in your position. Well, I think the, the first full year really, um, you know, I think one of the benefits of having been here for five years prior mm -hmm. to stepping into this role is, you know, I... I could see the things that we were doing well. I could see the things that we needed to mm -hmm. work on. And so really we've tried, tried to dive into, you know, what are the things that, that we could work on? And so, you know, I've really been focusing on a lot of those things, you know, internal communication, uh, communication out to the community about what we're doing. Um, but, you know, I think things that I've learned is, you know, that are new and, and I've kind of joked with people that, you know, no one ever trains you to, you know, how to be a CEO or what that, mm -hmm. that job is like. So, you know, working with our board and building those relationships and, you know, those, those are a lot of new learning. So it's kind of been a combination of learning what I need to know to be effective, mm -hmm. but then also working on the things that, that, you know, in my previous role, I knew that we needed to be focused on. Mm -hmm. So you've mentioned previous role a couple of times. So we know that you're the CEO now, yes. but let's talk about what you did previously and kind of how that um, set you up for success as a CEO. Sure. So previously, I was a chief operating officer uh, for Phelps Health. Um, I've been in healthcare for, mm -hmm. uh, I think, going on 29 years. Um, I had a, a about four year stint in Cheyenne, Wyoming, where that was my first uh, COO role. Um, and then majority of my career spent, spent in Illinois, mm -hmm. uh, working in different health systems, um, large and small, um, around the Chicagoland area and mm -hmm. in rural areas. And really that was kind of where I learned a lot of the different skills and knowledge that I needed to, to uh, eventually get to this this mm -hmm. point, I guess. So Yeah, so you talk about those skills and knowledge. Um, I think you kind of really brought a lot of that to the table in 2022 because we started a lot of new initiatives mm -hmm. that have been really beneficial for the organization. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about a few of those. So one of them was um, a new five-year strategic plan. Can you kind of tell us how that's going, any accomplishments that happened throughout the course of this year? Sure. So I think, you know, really the the reason why we updated the strategic plan and really um, me being new in the role, mm -hmm. um, it was really one of those first um, thoughts to really get aligned with our board, mm -hmm. making sure that, you know, the strategic plan is really um, what they need to hold us accountable to and we needed to make sure we're, we were aligned. Um, I think some of the things, you know, we've really been focusing on is, you know, within our strategic plan, we have different goals and metrics and um, a large focus on, on patient experience. And we've done some really good work around that. Um, we've hired, a, the, for the first time, a director of patient experience um, who actually comes from outside of healthcare. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of a unique approach to it um, because at most places I've been when they've had a patient experience person that was leading that it's been someone that's that's come from within healthcare and mm -hmm. so just taking a different look at it I think is is really beneficial um, we've you know we've worked on quality we've worked on improving our epic system uh, mm -hmm. we've worked on um, you know our finances uh, every health system across the country um, has struggled with that as we've seen reimbursement decrease and so really just getting back to um, where it's a more stable financial situation and and we've had 
uh, some of that early work is now, you know, we've seen continued success just mm -hmm. month to month that, you know, it, it feels like it's, it's not the thing that keeps me up at night. Um, so, Which is good, especially this time of the year. That's right. So I, I want to touch on a couple of different things that you had mentioned. The first one is the board. So you had mentioned that we have a couple of new board members. Mm -hmm. You've really worked on alignment this year for the board. So how does the board support the overall goals, strategic plans the hospital is working on, and really what's their role? Yeah, so we... Um, when we worked on the strategic plan, we really um, got everyone in a room together, really talked about, you know, what is our purpose? What is, mm -hmm. what is our mission? Where are we going as our organization? So our vision. And then how do we measure that, that success? And really once the board um, and, and we came together and, and came up with those, you know, they, they voted to approve that. And, you know, that's really kind of our, our marching orders, you know, at a high level. Mm -hmm. um, and so really it's, it's to hold us accountable as the, the mm -hmm. executive leadership team, me personally as a CEO, um, on performing and, and executing mm -hmm. those goals. And so that's really the, the main role for the board mm -hmm. and, um, you know, to provide their insights or perspectives or to challenge mm -hmm. us on, you know, well, how are you doing this or, um, you know, providing them information to, sh to demonstrate what we're working on mm -hmm. to ensure that we're moving the organization towards achieving those goals mm -hmm. in the plan. Now, I have one more question that wasn't listed on here, That's so I hope okay. that you're ready for this. Yeah. Um, you had mentioned patient experience as well, and one of the things that I think we do really well as an organization is we promote from within, but this position in particular, you guys had made a, a very concerted decision to say, we want somebody outside of healthcare, and this mm -hmm. person actually came from hotel, restaurant management type of background, so mm -hmm. how has that been valuable from a healthcare perspective to have somebody from a different industry come in? Well, I think just looking at, at different best practices. So what, mm -hmm. you know, I think, um, you know, a lot of times in healthcare, we get compared to those other industries. We get mm -hmm. compared to um, hotels and travel, you know, mm -hmm. airlines and stuff like that. And so really looking at, you know, what can we learn, you know, what works in those industries and how do you apply it to healthcare? Mm -hmm. um, and, um, you know, so I think there's been a lot of things that, that we've put in place with that. Um, I know that, um, you know, even getting patients, you know, talking to them about using my chart and having, mm -hmm. you know, people want access to information right. and their health information. And, mm -hmm. and you can get that from, you know, from your mm -hmm. phone. And so even working with patients and making sure they're enrolled in my chart mm -hmm. and able to use it. And, um, you know, so just different things, you know, taking some of those things that work outside of healthcare and mm -hmm. how do you apply them within healthcare, um, I think has just been a, a huge um, asset for us. Well, gosh, even for any of our listeners, uh, COVID-19 really changed a lot of how people see their careers and what that looks like for them. So if we have anybody who's even interested in their career in healthcare, this really is a perfect time for them mm -hmm. to kind of explore that and come see what Phelps Health is all about. So there's my career plug for the day. All right. So one of the other things, which really was a huge initiative, at least for the first part of 2022, was a project called Project Impact. So can you give us an update, maybe a brief overview of what that was, how we started and where we are now? Sure. So what we, we saw um, at the end of 2021 was, um, and, a, and a lot of businesses were seeing this, you know, the, the cost of, um, of goods and services and, and salaries going up due to mm -hmm. inflation. Um, and we really needed to, to figure out how to address that. And, um, and we also made a big change um, in our starting minimum wage. Mm -hmm. uh, we moved our minimum wage up to $15 an hour to try to really better recruit our entry-level staff. Mm -hmm. We were seeing a lot of competition in, in the community and in, in the region um, because a lot of places were, were changing that entry-level wage. Um, and that had a ripple effect across the organization because we had to look at, you know, how, do we, how does it affect mm -hmm. others? And um, so that was a big investment. But at the time, we weren't seeing, um, with other expenses going up, 
um, we were seeing ourselves in a not so good financial situation on a month to month basis. Mm -hmm. So Project Impact was really setting a goal of, of where do we need to get back to. Um, and so we set a goal of if we could identify, you know, eight and a half million dollars mm -hmm. um, of opportunity, um, whether it was expense reduction and not by eliminating positions. Most healthcare organizations that I've experienced in my career, uh, when they say they want to save money, they just eliminate mm -hmm. people. And that's not a philosophy that I believe in. I think yeah. that there's... It's one of our pillars. Yes. So um, we really leaned into, you know, we have over 1,900 employees. Um, mm -hmm. We really leaned into getting ideas from as many people as possible, mm -hmm. getting everyone involved in the project um, that was willing to. And really, at the end of the day, it was both looking at expenses, but also looking mm -hmm. at, you know, how do we capture revenue for things that we're already doing, right. new services or programs. And at, at the end, we actually identified about almost $19 million worth of opportunity. And I think that's really only because we involve so many mm -hmm. people in the organization to, to be a part of that. Right. So why was our goal eight and a half million? How did we kind of come to that number and how did that number affect our bottom line? Well, basically it was what we were seeing in, in increased expenses. So mm -hmm. salaries, um, supplies, pharmaceuticals, mm -hmm. plus what we were seeing in reductions from reimbursement from our government payers. Mm -hmm. Now, another question I have is, you know, we know how this really affected Phelps Health and we didn't have to get rid of any positions, which is really amazing, but what type of impact did this project have in the communities that we serve? Because we serve a six county region. Yeah, well, I think, um, you know, I think it's just ensuring that we're viable for the mm -hmm. long term um, to provide the care to those areas that, that we mm -hmm. serve. and. Um, you know, I think that, you know, as I'm out in the community a lot, I hear from others, you know, just how much they appreciate that we have this, you mm -hmm. know, resource in the community. Right. That, you know, it is a robust health system. And, you know, I would say one of my main charges is to ensure that that, mm -hmm. you know, survives the, the test of time. And healthcare is going through um, a lot of challenges and it's not unique to, to Phelps Health, but it's, you know, as I talk to other CEOs, um, either in the state or around the country, mm -hmm everyone's struggling with, you know, the current financial state and trying to find strategies to ensure their survivability. But we've had a lot of hospitals close, um, you know, in the state and around mm -hmm. the country, and most of them are in rural areas. Um, and I'm just trying, making sure that, you know, we're not one of them. So I think we're in a good spot right now, though. Mm -hmm. So that leads me into my next question. Mm -hmm. How unique is it to have a hospital like Phelps Health that's as robust as we are in a more rural area? It is pretty unique. I, I think when I came here um, six or seven years ago as mm -hmm. a COO, um, I remember when I first interviewed here and, and after the day of interviewing, I actually called my wife and I said, you mm -hmm. know, this is a unicorn I'm, I've been looking for. Yeah. I grew up in a very small town um, in southern Iowa, 4,500 people. Mm -hmm. um, I've lived in, you know, in and around big cities. Um, they don't appeal to me mm -hmm. um, to have so to have a health system this large uh, with the services mm -hmm. we provide in a rural community um, is very very unique um, mm -hmm. so it's, it is it's pretty special that, that we have this here yeah well and I think I have like a five ten minute commute so does Kayla so that's also really nice yeah yeah <laughs> so do you think that we'll continue these cost-saving measures in 2023 do we have any initiatives that we're rolling out with our employees to kind of incentivize mm -hmm. those types of ideas yeah, so I think that, you know, going through that project, it, it brought a, a new awareness and it actually kind of became part of our culture that people mm -hmm. are just more uh, mindful and aware of how do we spend dollars mm -hmm. on, on things that, um, you know, maybe we can do it differently or we can, you know, you know, we always want to focus that we don't do anything that affects quality or patient safety, mm -hmm. but um, we've seen some great ideas um, 
because of a program we started called Bright Ideas. Mm-hmm. And, and really, this is a way to encourage employees to continue to share those ideas, um, you know, get them to a group that reviews them. And if they're viable ideas, um, we actually have a financial incentive to give back to employees for, for giving mm-hmm. that idea to us um, and allowing us to implement it. So I think we've instilled that in our culture. Right. And now we've tried to continue that on by having mm-hmm. that program in place. And we've seen some really fantastic ideas that, mm-hmm. I mean, um, you know, someone in my seat would never think of. And so that's mm-hmm. why I think it's so valuable that, you know, we leverage all the, the minds we have in the mm-hmm. organization to to help us achieve those goals. Right. Well, gosh, one of the easiest ones that I remember were the cups in the cafeteria. Mm-hmm. We got a different vendor and we saved a ridiculous amount of money just on cups, which was really cool. Yeah. And yeah. that came from, you know, our staff that worked mm-hmm. in, the, in the cafeteria that said, you know, mm-hmm. we think we can do this different. We think we can, you know, still... Mm-hmm provide the service but do it yeah. you know a different way and look mm-hmm. at a different vendor and so it's it's simple things like that Mm-hmm. Well, and what's really cool about it, too, is everybody has a stake in the game, right? So mm-hmm. you get a financial incentive, you get some accolades, you get some recognition mm-hmm. as a leader in our organization for helping us save money. And I think that's just really important. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to kick it over to Kayla to ask some questions. <laughs> so, Jason, I want to talk about um, a really exciting program that we started in 2022, which is the CARES Award program. Mm-hmm. Um, can you kind of tell us a little bit about what that program is and why we started it? Sure. So the CARES Award is is really, it's a program that um, we started, um, and we actually got the idea from our employee advisory council, which is something that, that we've started since I've been in the role. And so we were looking at our recognition. We, we previously, we had several different ways to recognize employees. And we actually had one of the, the many ways was um, this online tool where you could people could submit their recognition, but it wasn't really easy to use. Um, the, the, the timing of getting the feedback back to the employee, there's a large lag. And so really we wanted to find a better way of recognizing and appreciating our employees. And so that's really why we, we created the CARES. We kind of kind of brought it more in-house and kind of built our own. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one, wanting to get feedback back more quickly, encouraging employees to recognize one another or having, you know, even the CARES award, it can be in a patient recognizing an employee for, you know, doing something fantastic. And um, so what we do is we, you know, we recognize, we get several nominations every month um, all of those nominations actually go into um, a drawing at the end of the month where, again, if you were nominated, you have a chance to win mm-hmm. uh, a little bit of a cash prize back for just being nominated. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we also recognize kind of an overall um, winner each month. And so we have one for the CARES Award, which is employee to employee. And then when we caught you caring award, which is um, for an employee um, recognized by, by a patient. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also do a department cares award because one of the things that um, can be challenging is, um, you know, our departments do a great job but really being able to recognize, you know, from one department to another, an individual to a department for something where they really came together and helped make um, the care we provided on a certain day or, mm-hmm. you know, a certain instance um, better. Mm-hmm. And so when we do the department awards and we um, recognize them and we also do a pizza party for them just to, to kind of celebrate the good work that they've done. Yeah, well, that would sell me having the pizza party. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Marketing's still waiting for their nomination. <laughs> uh, so how can somebody nominate a Phelps Health Phelps Health staff for a We Caught You Caring Award, which is the um, patient to employee, because I think it's really important that I like, I see the Google reviews and I see that our patients have a lot of great things to say about our employees. So mm-hmm. how can those patients nominate for a CARES Award? So I think it's pretty easy. Um, I think you can go to phelpshealth.org um, and um, find the, the nomination form there. Uh, we also have um, 
cards throughout the organization and in the clinics, um, which are called We Caught You Caring. Um, another program we do have, and it's I know we haven't talked about, is the Daisy mm -hmm. Award, um, and that's that's specifically for nursing, um, and that's a fantastic program as mm -hmm. well that many organizations do. Um, and so we also have cards for that, and I think mm -hmm. you can also nominate a nurse um, on on our website for for that as well. Mm -hmm. So. Okay, so next I want to talk about community connections because, like I said, you have been very, very busy this year and you've mm -hmm. started a lot of really fun new initiatives, a lot of them community-focused as well mm -hmm. as that internal communication piece that we talked about. So you began hosting the, these types of events called Community Connections in the middle of 2022. So really what was the purpose of this? Where did this idea come from? Why did you want to connect with community members in this way? Kind of give us the rundown of what this program is. Sure. So I think one of the things that I um, really wanted to do as I stepped into this role was, um, you know, make sure that I'm out talking to people in the community and, and you know, whether it's at the Chamber, Lions Club, mm -hmm. Rotary, whatever, um, you know, trying to share what's going on and just being accessible so mm -hmm. people have questions or, or thoughts. And what I found is there are just a lot of people that would come up and ask me questions. And, mm -hmm. and you know, that's great because I, I want to um, clarify anything that people have on their mind, answer mm -hmm. any questions or concerns that they have. But I really wanted to start Community Connections from the standpoint of, um, really trying to get in front of, at least initially, really different business leaders that maybe mm -hmm. I wasn't um, coming across at these different places I was going. Because right. I was talking to a lot of people, but I also knew there's a lot of people that just don't have the time to, mm -hmm. you know, go to chamber every month. Or even if you're there, there's, you know, I think our chamber's fantastic with over 200 people mm -hmm. that show up, you know, at the luncheon, yeah. but I can't talk to everyone there. So mm -hmm. really, to set this up was to really kind of focus in on a more personal conversation to bring a group of, you know, 15, 20 or 25 people mm -hmm. together uh, once a quarter and just have a casual conversation about what's going on mm -hmm. at Phelps Health. Um, and so it gives me an opportunity to share what's going on. But I think what's been really exciting about it is just the engagement from the people that have, mm -hmm. have attended and the questions that they ask. And really, I think having them leave feeling just reassured, knowing where we're going as mm -hmm. an organization, getting questions answered that maybe they hear about out mm -hmm. in the community. Because um, I think a lot of times, you know, there's there's a lot of people that, you know, talk to one another and they don't right. always know the answers. And so um, I just really look at it as I, I want people to have more information mm -hmm. about what we're doing so that if there's conversation going on, um, there's just more people informed and knowledgeable about the good things that we're trying to do. Right. Well, and you get it direct from the source, too, which is right. nice. Right. Because yeah. we know in, in small communities that sometimes there are rumors or are misnomers about healthcare, what that mm -hmm. looks like. We have taken on a ton of new initiatives this year, so it's really great to just even get ahead of that curve right. and say, here's what's coming. Do you have any questions? Right. So, no, it's been really cool. So, rolling into 2023, we're going to continue these, I'm assuming, yep. right? Um, how are attendees chosen? And if a community member wanted to be invited, how can they go about that? Yeah, so I think, you know, we've, we've really just tried to look at, you know, who do we know in, mm -hmm. in the community that maybe I haven't, you know, been able to talk to or get mm -hmm. in front of. Um, you know, I've also, you know, I've shared with our board that we're doing this and if there's people that they know. Mm -hmm. um, but, I you know, I think there's probably people that, you know, we haven't thought of to invite. And I think if, um, you know, someone's interested in coming, uh, you could go to our Phelps Health website and mm -hmm. either uh, the Contact Us page um, and just say that I'm interested in attending a Community Connections. Um, and then what we do is we mail out invites of, mm -hmm. of a group of people. Um, I, again, I think it's important to try to keep it you know, to a group of 15, 25 people. Yeah. Um, so that way everyone has a chance to ask questions mm -hmm. and, and They'll feel more comfortable too. Feel more comfortable. Mm -hmm. um, but it is something that I plan to, to continue to do you know, into the future because I, I think 
I think they've been very beneficial. And, and again, we do do it once a quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, if you don't, if someone wants to come and they haven't gotten yeah. invited yet, we've, we kind of keep a list mm-hmm. of, you know, people that are interested and Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you'll have four chances next year is what that's I'm hearing. Right, that's right, that's right. <laughs> so if you're on holiday, if you can't come to one, there are a lot of opportunities to really connect with Jason in a more personal setting. So one of the other things that we've did, and we've only got about five minutes left, so I'm going to wrap some of these into like one question. We did a couple of surveys to really kind of get a pulse on what our community needs and what our community wants from us, how they feel about us, um, if they're aware of the services that mm-hmm. we offer or even the programs. So we did two different surveys. One was called a Community Health Needs Assessment and the other one was called a community perception survey. So what were kind of the outcomes of those surveys and how do we plan to use those to really affect change in our communities? Yeah, so I think it's really exciting that we've gotten both of these back and and just it aligns really well with some initiatives that we're working on going into 2023. But the community perception survey was essentially to to learn from the community, you know, how do they perceive our services Mm -hmm. and the care that we provide and the things that we do well or things that we can improve Mm -hmm. on. And really to either affirm what we think we know or mm-hmm. to give us new information on, oh, we didn't know this and, you know, we need to pay attention to it. And there were over 150 people that participated mm-hmm. in that, whether it was in a small focus group online or through phone calls. Um, so we got survey information back from a variety of sources. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we'll be using that to just really look at, you know, how does that fit into our strategic plan? Mm-hmm. What are things we can work on to, to improve? Um, and then our community health needs assessment is something that we do um, every three years. It's it's required um, that that we do this um, as part of our regula- regulations. But the really exciting thing is is that we really want to make sure we use it in an actionable way. And I mm-hmm. think that um, we're going to really be focused a lot more on wellness, community health, um, and have several initiatives that we're just starting to get kicked off. But that's going to help inform like what are some of the biggest needs in the community and so mm-hmm. really coming out of COVID um, you know we saw that um, the rates of obesity were up alcohol mm-hmm. use was up um, and other you know other issues and so really trying to help prioritize what are the biggest needs and how do we organize not only ourselves but how do we go and partner with others in the community mm-hmm. that are in the healthcare space or in the wellness space and really work together mm-hmm. um, collaboratively to address those needs because there's a lot of people that can have an impact, and I think if we pull together, we'll we'll do a better job of addressing it. No, I love that. So we've got like a minute and a half left, and I want to make sure that we give us enough time to talk about some really cool things that we're going to be rolling into 2023. So what are some of those updates that we can look forward to, some major projects that we're working on, even some of those programs like you've talked about, Phelps Health really collaborating with those different partnerships in town? Yeah, so I think, you know, um, the the community the community focus around wellness mm-hmm. and that's that's a huge focus because it, it does have a direct impact on Phelps Health. Mm-hmm. Um, you know we do have a lot of patients that come into our ER with mental health or substance abuse, right. and that you know that increases our wait time because there's not places to get them mm-hmm. discharged too quickly and, and get appropriate care. Um, but also just overall wellness in the community mm-hmm. and, and having resources available so that people know where to go and that they can know that we're a trusted source. Um, and doing it in collaboration with others, I think, is really important. Mm-hmm. But we have, you know, our EMS base that'll be going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll be starting here very soon. Um, you know, and and we're actually working on our capital budget right now, which will mm-hmm. have other construction projects. But yeah. um, we're still kind of filtering through what's yes, yeah, some that we've be. asked for in marketing. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. So, um, so more to come. But I, I think you know a lot of good things ahead, and, mm-hmm. and really excited about the the future. So. 
Right, no, fantastic. Well, Jason, we didn't even get through our whole entire outline, so I think that's kind of a testament to all of the great work that you're doing. Well, oh. oh, Lee wants to say I'm something, sorry, too, sorry, before Grace. we wrap up. I'm no, it's sorry. okay. I know you like a little rhythm here, but I, I, I just want to ask Jason, on, on the EMS uh, base over there, there's a new one. What is mm -hmm. the, you got an ETA on when that might, uh, might start breaking ground on that? Or? So we're basically, we're, we are ready to break ground. We're just working through contract, mm -hmm. um, to, you know, with, our, with the contractor to, to get started. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's really, we're probably just even a few weeks away from actually officially breaking ground mm -hmm. and getting started. On and it. you know how long that will take? I think it's about a nine month project. Uh -huh. um, and so, you know, probably by late summer, early fall, um, we should see that being in use. That's exciting. Now the emergency yeah. room is moving, is that right? So that's a goal for us in probably the middle of 2024. I see. Um, mm -hmm. So we're doing some planning right now. We're working on um, really just what that's going to look like. We're, you know, figuring out funding and, and mm -hmm. all of that. Um, but our goal is to begin construction or of relocating the emergency department to the north entrance of the hospital. Mm -hmm. um, and really that's one of the newer portions of, of our building where the ER is at now um, is actually one of the older ones. And it's, it's right. just harder to maintain, harder to stay compliant with a lot of our codes and regulations. Mm -hmm. So we just really need to, to get into a newer newer location. I understand. I'm sorry, Paige. No, you're fine. Um, Jason, we've never been allowed to go over before, so you should feel privileged. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. <laughs> Yeah. I know it's, it's, it's your my, show, my time right? Too, yeah, I know it is. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, uh -huh. but, but In the spirit of giving, you gave us two extra minutes I, today. I we that. appreciate Merry, that, Merry Lee. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jason, thanks so much for being here today to talk about Phelps Health. As always, your wealth of knowledge. We're really excited about what 2023 is going to look like. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks, everybody. To learn more about Phelps Health or if you missed part of the show and would like to listen to it again, visit phelpshealth.org.